Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I have a treat for us today, and I mean that in every sense of the word. Indulgent, decadent, something you shouldn't have very often, something you deserve, something unexpected. All those treat things are in what we're making today. This is a recipe. Get ready for brownie cupcakes. All right, you're going to say, well, whoop-de-doo, I can do chocolate cupcakes anytime I want out of a box or an easy cake mix recipe. This is not your everyday, ordinary chocolate cupcake. These are dense and chewy. They're not dense enough to be brownies, and they're not light enough to be cupcakes. And so you call them both things, brownie cupcakes. The author of this recipe is Sabine, S-A-B-I-N-E, last name Veneer, V-E-N-I-E-R. And I want to bow down at her feet and thank her for this recipe. Just you wait to try this. It also has creamy, silky, dark chocolate buttercream frosting, and it's easy to make. Really, what more could you ask for? Here, are the ingredients, and this will make 13 to 14 cupcakes, by the way. And if you're worried about that being too many, here's the good news. They freeze really, really well, and you can then just get them out and let them sit at room temperature until you're ready to eat them, and eat them one at a time, which is recommended. I don't manage to do it. I usually am okay after one and a half, but if there's another half sitting there, eventually I'm going to come back and finish it. It's just uh, the way of my world. They will also keep really well just at room temperature if you put them in an airtight container. They'll be just fine and wonderful for about three days. But if you're in any doubt at all, just freeze them. They're so easy to freeze and so easy to get back out. Let me give you the ingredients, and we'll talk about the do-aheads as we go. You need a cup of butter, that's two sticks, and there you start to get an idea about how bad these are going to be for you. And you're going to need to melt those two sticks and let it cool for a bit. So that's one of your do-aheads. You need two cups of granulated white sugar. There's another reason it's really not good for you, which is why I said you don't get to do this very often. 
four large eggs, two teaspoons of vanilla extract. I may decide to use the Penzi's double vanilla on that today. I'll have to think about how prominent I want that vanilla flavor to be. One cup of Dutch processed cocoa powder. Dutch processed is more flavorful and less acidic than natural cocoa powder. There's a blog on my website about that called Natural or Dutch Process. It's about a two-minute read. If you want to go find it, it's on the cookalongpodcast.com. A cup of all-purpose flour and a teaspoon of salt. That's the cupcake part. And then your dark chocolate buttercream frosting. You're going to want another cup of butter. And actually, I'm going to warn you ahead, unless you put a ton, and I mean that, a ton of frosting on your cupcakes, what I'm about to describe to you will make enough for one and a half batches. So you might want to consider cutting this in half. But on the other hand, when I make it and I have the extra, I find something to do with it. I mean, even just spread on a graham cracker, it's pretty darn good stuff. Okay, cup of butter. Here's another do ahead. You want it softened, but we can't frost for a while. If you get it out of the fridge now, it should be soft by the time we need to use it. And if not, we'll just put it sort of near the oven where we're going to bake so that it has a chance to soften up a bit. Two cups of powdered sugar and one cup of semi-sweet chocolate. In other words, chocolate chips or a chocolate bar. And you want another do ahead here, melted and cooled. You probably don't want to have it so cool that it solidifies again, but you don't want it hot because it'll melt the butter that you're going to use. And this time we don't want the butter melted. We've got to make it into something creamy. The only other do ahead is to preheat your oven to 350 degrees or 175 Celsius. Equipment. You need two 12-cup muffin pans. This is a little silly because the only reason you need the second one is that it just barely makes more than 12 cupcakes. You're going to put cupcake liners, which is another piece of equipment, you know, those little paper cupcake liners, into all 12 of the cups in one pan and only in two to three in the other pan. If you have a six muffin muffin pan, use that because you really only need two to three of the cupcake divots anyhow. You need a large mixing bowl, and I'm not talking about a mixer, like an electric mixer. You don't want to use a hand mixer or a stand mixer here because it'll make too much air in the batter, and it'll make them fluffy, and that's not what we're doing. We want them fudgy. So just a large mixing bowl that you can stir the stuff together in. You'll want a whisk. You'll want a sifter or a sieve that you can use as a sifter, which is what I will be doing today. I've decided I don't really care for sifters because stuff goes around the outside and because my hand just gets tired of making that stuff go through. It's so much easier and faster in a sieve to just tap the sieve and have it go through. It might be handy to have an ice cream scoop. That's not at all imperative. It just helps you measure how much batter is going into each of the liners and we can probably approximate that. And I don't even worry about that, really. They're not going to rise a whole lot because they're not fluffy. They're going to rise a little bit. So it's okay to fill those cupcake liners pretty high up, just not all the way to the top, or you'll have a mess that goes all over the edges, okay? And then you'll want a toothpick 
to test for when they're done. You'll want a wire rack to cool them on. And then for the frosting, once the cupcakes are cool, that's when you'll want an electric beater, either a hand mixer or a stand mixer, because we're going to have to cream that butter so that it's nice and soft and fluffy and creamy. And you're going to need an airtight container to put the leftovers in, unless you're going to eat all 13, 14 cupcakes right after you make them. You're going to want them in some kind of container, whether they're going on your counter or they're going in your freezer. I'm trying an experiment today because these are so rich and because they're so good and because there's something really rewarding about reaching for a second one. I am going to try some of mine today in little tiny muffin cups. You know, like one bite brownie, only they look more like two bites if you ask me. And they're not going to be brownies, they're going to be cupcakes. That's my experiment for this recipe for today. So I would like to make a start here. However, I am using butter that was in my freezer. And I have microwaved it, but it's not quite all the way melted. I keep it in my freezer because I buy it on sale. Because right now, butter is so expensive. Oh my gosh. You know, I got to thinking the other day, if somebody earned $15 an hour, and they went out and bought a pound of butter a dozen eggs, and a loaf of bread. They have just spent on those three items an hour's worth of their wages. We're living in crazy times, don't you think? I'm shocked every time I go to the store. I don't know, something weird's going on. All right, I think I managed to stir this into a decently melted thing, and it's just going to Sit here and cool for just a moment while I put the rest of these things in the bowl. So we got the large mixing bowl, and we're going to put in there two cups of granulated sugar. Hooey, these are rich. Oh my goodness, two cups of granulated sugar. And four large eggs. I have a couple of extra large here, but I don't know that I want to use them. Is that smart? Let me see how different they are from these large ones, because I'd like to get rid of these. I bought them by accident. I really prefer large eggs because they're a lot more useful in baking. But I was at Costco and they were on sale. Oh, hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, they're pretty different. So I'm going to use the large eggs that did not come from Costco and save these two for something else later. Four large eggs. Oop, that one's cracked. I probably have to throw that out. I'm just going to check it. I'm going to put it in a cup of water and see what happens. It sank. I think if it floats, you can't use it. I'm going to compare it to this completely sealed one. You know what? They're not different. You shouldn't be listening to me because I'm I just don't don't do as I do. <laughs> I'm going to use it. Sank straight down to the bottom. I feel like that means that this hairline crack isn't going to be a big deal. You can't even feel it. I just can see it because it's been wet. You know what? That one I'm going to break into its own bowl just in case... It's not a good idea to use it. Looks okay. Smells okay. Didn't float. Using it. While I'm at this, I might as well crack all of them in this little bowl so I don't get any shell in here because it would be hard to see and hard to get out if I got shell into this bowl full of white sugar. And this is best practices anyhow. It's just smarter, as you know. I'm very often, most often, too lazy to do that. Or in too much of a hurry. That's what it is. I'm just too impatient. 
I often joke with my friends that if there is such a thing as coming back in a different life to learn a lesson, that I'm on earth this time to learn patience. Okay, eggs go in with the sugar and the vanilla as well. Here's where I have to decide what to use. Hmm. Ah, oh, what the heck. I think I'm going to use the double. How much did I tell you? Two teaspoons. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of double vanilla, but this is such amazing stuff. Double strength vanilla from Penzi's. I just love it, but you do have to be careful. You have to decide how prominent you want the vanilla flavor to be in your recipe because this stuff will make it pretty prominent, but I somehow think I'm not going to regret this. All right, now I'm going to get a big spoon here. I think I'm going to stir the eggs in. I'm going to do this before I add the butter, just in case the butter is still a little too warm. I don't want to cook these eggs. I figure if they're stirred in first, that might help protect them a little bit. The butter really doesn't seem that hot to me. Or I would wait, even though I don't want to. All right, in goes the butter. Oh my gosh, here again I have to say, no wonder these are so good. <laughs> yeah, look at this. Oh gosh. I think I have to take a picture of this for you. Oh my goodness. Well, I'll get it mixed up first and then I'll take a picture. So we're just stirring it until it's combined together. And that's gonna take longer than you might think because that butter doesn't really wanna go in with those eggs or that sugar. And you could use a whisk. It would probably make things incorporate a little faster. I'm just using a silicone spoon. Okay. This is quite a beautiful yellow. Between the eggs and the butter, it's quite golden and lovely. I'm changing to a whisk. I'm just gonna make sure it's all mixed up. I'm gonna save the spoon because we're gonna use that in a minute. But right now, I'm just gonna go ahead and give this a quick whisk. Be sure everything's mixed in. I don't know that that changed anything, but due diligence is done. Okay, now we need our sieve or sifter and we need our flour and our dutch cocoa but set your sieve down for just a minute because we got to aerate the flour stir it up in its container one cup of all-purpose flour into the measuring cup but lightly lightly scooped these are going to be a lot more dense than you bargained for and then retrieve your sieve or your sifter and dump that flour into there and just tap it so the flour goes all the way through and just get out the lumps. Now we're gonna do the same with the cocoa. I'm gonna use the same one cup measuring cup that I used for the sugar. And we're just gonna scoop a cup of cocoa into this measuring cup. This is a lot of cocoa. This explains some of the wonderful flavor. I really do recommend that article. I think you'll find it really helpful if you bake at all and if you ever use cocoa powder. Into the sieve and we tap that through. This one will have more lumps in it than the flour did. And we made it to kind of scrape it through the sieve in order to get it to go through. It'll leave these little rock-like bits in the bottom of your sieve. And you want that. And without squishing it into the sieve, you may be tapping on it forever. If you have a sifter, this may work better to crush up these things, but I'm just using the measuring cup that I measured it in, going around in circles inside the sieve to kind of crush that cocoa into smaller powder that can go through the sieve. 
And then there's a point where it's just stupid to keep working at it, and you just let it go. Not something I'm good at. I'm sure you've heard me many times say, no, you got to get every little last bit out of there. So I hope you're proud of me. I am proud of me for letting that go. The last thing to go in here is a teaspoon of salt. That's a lot as well, but this is so sweet. You need that salt to counter the sweetness and also to make it shine. Now, I'm taking my silicone spoon back and stirring this in just until it's all combined. And the cocoa powder is probably going to be a little resistant to mixing in. It usually is. Well, I guess the flour could be as well. So be patient. It's going to take a couple of minutes. Why don't you go away and do that? And when it's all mixed in and there's no dry stuff left, come back to me. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now you should have a gorgeous batter, shiny, thick, very thick, actually, and kind of yummy looking. And at this point, you need your ice cream scoop if you're using one. This ice cream scoop is probably three tablespoons. At least it will be once I've finished scooping it. What we're really going to do is just make sure that we get the right number of cupcakes. We should get 13 to 14. When you've done that, you have the right amount in the cups. Now, if you need to even them out later, that is certainly something that can be done pretty easily just by scooping a little out of one and into the next. So don't sweat it too much. I think it's not a big deal. But like I said, these can be mostly full. 
So just follow that rule. Sometimes they'll say for cupcakes to leave them only two-thirds full. These can be at least three-quarters full. The ones that are two-thirds full, they've got baking powder or baking soda or something in them to make them rise. The only thing in here now to make these rise are the eggs, which, believe it or not, are a leavener, and they will indeed help them rise just a little bit, just enough. And if these little ones work, it's probably the way I'll make them from now on because... Uh, it's just better. You know, like I said, you get to go back for seconds. That may sound silly to you. I just like the sort of feeling of, ooh, that was so good. I'm going to go back and get another one. That's fun to me to get to do that. And if I only get to eat one, I don't, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm missing a step of the indulgence. That's silly. I know it is. You don't have to tell me I know but it is. It's a thing for me. I really like going back for seconds of anything, actually. If it's something really good, there's something about knowing I can go back and get more that makes it even better to me. The second one's really just for taste. You know, the second helping has got nothing to do, absolutely nothing to do with hunger. It's just got to do with the fact that you are reveling in the taste of something. So I'm hoping this small thing works, but I'm going to have to be really careful with the cooking time because the cooking time is crucial. If you overcook them, they're going to get too cakey. If you undercook them, they won't be fudgy and they'll be underdone. You'll know it's underdone. And I'm going to just have to rely on the toothpick and just check it frequently to make sure I'm not overcooking them. Okay, it's going to make a lot more of these small ones than I thought it was. I either have to grease more small tins or I have to put liners in some more big ones now. So I think I'll go away for just a moment and take care of that and then I'll be back. If you're doing the big brownies, the most it should make is 15, okay? If you get more than that, you haven't filled the cups enough. I'll be right back. I've decided to make more small ones. So I've greased another of the small muffin tins and I'm filling that. You may be almost done by now. It's very sticky batter, isn't it? But I think that's a good sign, actually. This may still be too much for how many I greased. I'm to the point where I have maybe enough for one more scant, and you probably will reach the same point. Instead of making a scant muffin, I'm gonna take what's left here and go back and just add a little bit of batter to any of these that look like they were a tiny bit deprived. And just boost them up a little bit. Most of them I didn't deprive. So what I have is two regular sized ones and just shy of three dozen of the little ones. So if I can get the cooking time right on these, they will be in my freezer for some time, which is nice. Just pull out a couple so that I can go back for more, you know. Pull out a couple and indulge for quite some time to come. I don't know that these really needed any more batter. I'm pretty sure, in fact, that they didn't. But it's done now. And now these go in the oven. And we're going to bake them in that 350-degree oven for 22 to 26 minutes. Set your timer for the 22 minutes and then you're gonna check them. Somewhere between 22 and 26 minutes. When you peek at them, 
they are going to look kind of crinkly in the top. And when you stick a toothpick into one, it's going to come out mostly clean. I am not going to give you an estimated cooking time on the little ones. You could do those later. But this first time, just pay attention to your big ones. And I promise to put a cooking time once I figure it out for the tiny ones, in case you want to do it, on the web page for this recipe. So in they go. Set your timer for 22 minutes. Check them when they've got crinkly tops and the toothpick comes out clean. Put them out. After you've let them sit for about 10 minutes, you can go ahead and carefully remove them from the pan if you want to. You're going to let them cool completely before we try to frost them because we don't want the frosting to melt. Come on back and we'll make the frosting together. At this moment, you might be a little concerned about your cupcakes because they're going to feel hard to you on the top. You know, you're used to having cupcakes that kind of bounce back when you touch them and they feel really soft and cakey. These are not going to do that. They're going to feel a little hard on the top and even harder around the edges. This is a super good thing. You just have to take my word for that. You want that. They may also look kind of flat to you. You're probably accustomed to cupcakes if you bake them that come up to kind of a mound or a point. These are not going to do that either because remember, we didn't put anything in there except the eggs to make them rise. And the eggs also add density. So while they have risen a little bit, they're not going to rise a lot. This also is a good thing. And you're going to make them look round on top with the frosting. So don't worry about it. So let's make the frosting, which is amazing stuff. If you don't remember what buttercream frosting tastes like, the real thing, you're in for a revelation. First thing we have to do is melt the semi-sweet chocolate. I have some just regular semi-sweet chocolate chips that I am going to melt in my microwave. Mine are frozen. That's another thing I store in my freezer, especially since they come from Costco in an enormous bag. So I'm going to put them on five, which is a little bit high. You probably want them on four and heat them up for about a minute and see how they look. What we want to see is for them to look a little shiny, like the little chocolate bits are sweating. When they do that, chances are good that they are ready to be stirred into a melty mess. If as you stir it, there are lumps that don't seem to want to just vanish into the melted part. Just give it another 15 seconds or so. And then remember, we have to let that cool for a minute. So while it's cooling, we're going to do the other parts. Here's a small tip for frosting your cupcakes. No matter when I'm going to eat them, really, I'm not going to eat the full 15 of them. And so if I put them in my airtight container before I frost them, that saves me having to try to move them once they have that gooey, creamy frosting all over the top. So that's a small suggestion that you might find as helpful as I do. The tiny little cupcakes are sticking to the muffin containers. And that makes me very sad. Trying to get them out of here without having them come apart is tricky because the outsides are not exactly crisp, but really chewy, I guess. And the insides are really nice and fudgy. And in trying to scoop them out of here... They're kind of splitting between the crispy part and the chewy part. 
That left me a little bite in the bottom to clean out. And it means I kind of have to patch them together with my hands, almost like I'm patting a meatball, which is not what I'd planned for on this. Oh, there I had one. I had one that had enough grease in it. Oh, two. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness, because I think my first couple, I thought I had over-greased. Oh, shoot. There's another one. The top came off as though it was a lid. Apparently, if I'm going to do this in these little ones, I have to really, really grease it. Not just spray it a little, spray it a lot. Okay, well, never mind. I'll worry about this later. Let's go make the frosting. What we're going to do now is take that softened butter and put it in the stand mixer and beat it until it gets really soft and fluffy. It's going to take three to four minutes probably. Don't be shy about it. Turn it up to about medium-high. And meanwhile, you can measure out your two cups of powdered sugar, which you can sift if you want to, so that it gets rid of the lumps in there, because it will have lumps. They always do. I think that the beater's going to take care of it for me, and I'm not going to worry about sifting it in this time. You want it really fluffy. So it looks fluffy to me, but sometimes I have to just reach in there and feel it because it may look fluffier than it feels. i give it a little more. Okay, now we're going to add the powdered sugar. And we're just going to do that on medium-low so it doesn't splash all over everywhere. And we're going to just beat that until it's all combined and smooth. Oh my goodness. Butter and powdered sugar. It's a lovely, lovely combo. Wow, is my chocolate cool enough? Yeah, I think maybe it is. It's still a tiny bit warm. Uh, I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> okay, we're going to add the chocolate into that mixer. Use a rubber spatula or something to get all that out of that bowl. It's a lot of chocolate, and we want it. We want it all. Now we're going to mix that on about medium speed. Getting to try all the speeds of the mixer today until the chocolate's blended in nicely. That won't take very long, but you are gonna need to scrape down the sides of the bowl at some point, because the dark chocolate's gonna stick. Okay, scraping. Oh my goodness. Oh, the butter too. The butter sticks to the outside as well. So be sure you get all the way down to the bottom because otherwise you're going to find when you frost things that you may have butter stuck down at the bottom that never really got mixed in. So really do a good scrape on your mixing bowl all the way down to the bottom. Pick up whatever butter might be hiding down there or powdered sugar. This is going to be so good. You can tell how smooth and fluffy this is, but you really can't imagine yet how nice this is going to be on these amazing cupcakes. Kind of excited for you to try these. It takes cupcakes to a whole new dimension for me. All right, I think we're good to go now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. The taste test is... <sighs> yeah, it's absolutely right. Okay. All right, now we're scraping all that chocolate off the beater blade and down into the bowl. And then if you have somebody around who likes to clean up the beater blades with their tongue, this is the moment. 
to hand it to them for their job. Mm. Now this frosting is super, super rich. Be forewarned. It doesn't really get a lot more rich than this. And of course what you're going to do is take a silicone spatula or a spoon or a knife or whatever you want to use and spread this frosting on these cupcakes as thick as you happen to like it or as thin as you happen to like it. And any extra that you have, you can just put in a container in your refrigerator, keep it airtight, and just look for ways to use it over the next few days. If you really like heavy frosting, you may find you use all this up. It took me a couple of extra days to find ways to use mine last time. It's not a terrible problem to have, right? That is today's podcast. I know that you don't all cook with me. I know that sometimes you just listen. But this recipe, if I could make it for you, I would do that. But you may have to just make them on your own. Otherwise, you're going to have to write to me and convince me that it's worth my while to make a batch of these for you and find a way to package them airtight and send them to you, which I'm not necessarily averse to, but it seems like it might be a little tricky. Tell a friend about these cupcakes. Make these cupcakes for your best friend. They will be so grateful. Tell them you got the recipe here on the Cook Along podcast. Ask them to listen with you. You can always communicate with me via Facebook or via the comment sections on my website right under the recipe. So until next time, happy indulging and happy cooking. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening.